hear the best from the students and staff. Homecoming mini-thon battle of the bands. News reports and interviews come join us at the mic. It's time for us to live the Spartan life. Well, here we are, the doldrums of January. It's that special time of year when, no matter what you say to another person, they react defensively as if you've told them they smell like sewer water. Hey, that's a nice shirt. What? You didn't like the shirt I was wearing yesterday? People just don't want to be bothered this time of year by anything. They all just want to hibernate. And you know what? I'm no exception. I don't really want to be bothered either. So, rather than reinvent the wheel for this episode, I'm going to the well. Back in the fall, I had a stellar group of students in my public speaking class. I had them produce podcast segments for the Spartan Life as an assignment, and the results were so strong, I'm trying to use as many of them as I can in the actual show. As a result, two-thirds of this month's episode that you're about to hear was composed entirely by students, which of course means I was only responsible for one-third. Pretty sweet deal. Now, you might be wondering with all this math where Mr. Haup fits into all of this. That's a good question. You know what? Let's make that this month's trivia question. If you've got the best answer to the question of why Mr. Haup takes exactly zero initiative when it comes to the Spartan life, we'll hook you up with some Spartan life swag or some extra credit in a class of your choice. Simply email us at slspartanlife at slsd.org. Oh, and don't worry about offending Mr. Haup with your fun and creative response. I assure you, he definitely won't be listening to this episode. As I said earlier, he does nothing for this podcast unless I specifically ask him to. With no further ado, here's a Spartan Life episode to keep you company as you snuggle by the fire on a cold winter's night. Up first, we've got a package story on this year's boys basketball team from seniors Christian Gordon and Tucker Mack. Take it away, boys. Before this year's boys' basketball season gets into full swing, we caught up with some of the players and fans to see what they were looking forward to, where they see themselves getting to, and how they're hoping to improve from last year. Obviously, we think that our boys will have a successful season, achieving great things on the court. But let's hear it from some of the Spartans' biggest fans and critics. Landon Beeler. My name's Cole Mack. Eric Dominguez. Aaron Deeroff. Nate Colt. Nick Ventresca. My name's Tommy Morris. Jeff Phillips. How do you think the basketball team will perform this season? I think the basketball team will put on a fantastic performance this year. They've been working hard, and they're ready to go to war and uh, bring home a championship. Um, you know, this year, I think it's like a down year. They're not going to be very good. They're probably going to go like 5-12, and 5-16. Um, you know, they just lost so many key players. So. The basketball team will, will win a championship this season. I don't think they're going to do very good this year. <laughs> Uh, very well. You know, I think the basketball team can go really far this season. They're going to do a really great job overall. You guys had a really good team last year, a lot of good returning players this year. And, you know, I'm really excited to come watch you guys. Uh, I think our team will do all right, but uh, I don't think they'll win anything too big. But they'll, they'll be all right. Honestly, I think the basketball team will perform pretty well. You know, we got some studs. Quincy Bruner, my favorite. I think it, I think it'll put on a show. 
are excited to attend the games? Extremely excited to attend the games. I think they're going to be great. They're going to be uh, extremely great vibes at the games. I'm super excited to go. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know, it's good, to, it's good to see us lose every once in a while. I am very excited to attend these games. Um, occasionally. Yes, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm the Spartans mascot. I'm ready to get hyped. Absolutely. I'm going to be in the front of the student section there again. Absolutely rowdy for you guys. Every single home game I can make it to. Um, basketball games are they're a lot of fun to come to, and I'm really excited to support you guys. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to attend all the games. I'm going to every one, and um, I'm so excited to support my boys. I'm very excited to attend the games. You know, I'd like to see some nice uh, basketball being played. Who is your favorite player coming into this season? My favorite player going into this season is uh, Quincy Bruner. I think his versatility is incredible, and he's going to be a, uh, a great performer on the team. My favorite player is Brandon Klaudnitzer. Uh, my favorite players are Christian Gordon and Dawson Kaufman. Brandon Klaudnitzer. Uh, easily Quincy Bruner. Favorite players are Avery Kozer. Still biased because he was my QB1 football season. But, you know, in the same ballpark as him going with Chris Gordon, he's a really great basketball player. I love Hanson Fan. He's easily my favorite player on the team. Favorite player coming to the season is Quincy Bruner. I think he's going to I think he's gonna be lights out, hitting everything, every single three, uh, every single free throw. And we're winning, we're winning games this year, you know? <laughs> we also caught up with some of the players asking about some team goals, aspirations, and hopefully improvements from last year. Corey Trump. Jack Johnson. Jonah Shaw. Ruben Smith. Brandon Klausnitzer. Hi, my name's Hanson Fan. I'm a junior. What are the team goals for this season? To win a Colonial League and District Championship, to go undefeated at home and beat as many EPC teams as possible. Team goals for the season are obviously to win both the league and the district and hopefully go undefeated in the league. All right, so three goals we have, definitely win league and state championship. Second one is, in my opinion, the most important. We have to really, like, bring our team chemistry together because right now we're not where we need to be. And third of all, you know, we try to support each other. That's it. All right, some team goals for the season. Obviously win Colonial League chip, go undefeated in Colonial League, beat the rest of the EPC teams, Emmaus, Liberty. Oh, no, Emmaus, Freedom, Deerhoff. And win districts, obviously, and make a run in states. To build team chemistry and win games. Team goals are to uh, win a league and district championship and then make it far in states. Where do you think you'll make it to this year? Uh, I think we'll make it to the Colonial League Championship, hopefully further in districts this year. Hopefully we'll make it to both the league and district final. And after the district final, hopefully we'll make it in the states and we'll try to make a run. We'll see. Uh, I think we'll make it probably to first round of states, maybe second round, depending you know how much we improve on our skill. I believe we can make it to the Colonial League Championships and also win a few games in districts. I think if we uh, come together, we'll for sure be competing for some championships in the postseason. How are you looking to bounce back from last season? Looking to win a Colonial League Championship. <laughs> Not, not the silver medal or going for gold and go a lot farther in districts. You know, injuries really take a toll on people, but I think I can really bring it back to where my uh, potential was last year. So, 
obviously we need to get a win in the Colonial League first. Uh, that's the first start. Uh, districts, we need to win the first game, obviously, and then uh, we got to play as a team. Be able to work under pressure and not choke when on the big moments. Uh, just working hard in practice and, uh, yeah, playing together. Thank you for listening to this segment of the podcast. We are definitely hoping to see great things from our boys and hope to see you supporting them as well. For the record, Christian Gordon did his part of that package story while seated on the bench waiting to get subbed into the game. That's kind of an inside joke that you might only fully appreciate if you're in my Block 3 English 12 class or my public speaking class from last semester. Did I mention those kids were amazing? Anyway, shout out to all of those students. They know what's up. In any case, that was some ace reporting by Christian and Tucker. Great job, guys. You know, this isn't the first time I've tasked my students with producing podcast content. And more than once, I've had students take the assignment as an opportunity to, I don't know, let's say approach classmates they might have a crush on in order to get a conversation going. Heck, I don't blame them for it. I was painfully awkward when it came to girls when I was in high school. I would have loved having such a tool at my disposal. In our next segment, Charles Probst takes a similar approach in interviewing Maggie Pavis about our dance team. However, Maggie is actually already Charles's girlfriend. So rather than using the podcast as an in, he was merely trying to score brownie points. Well played, Charles. Here's his interview with senior dancer Maggie Pavis. Hey, podcast. I'm here for a dance episode with the Maggie Pavis, an incredible senior dancer for the Southern Lehigh High School dance team. So why do you dance and how long have you been dancing for? Um, I dance because I love it and it's, it's like been my favorite thing for a while. And I've been dancing for since I was two years old, which is about 15 years. Jeez, that is a lot of experience. So you are one of the dance team captains, is that right? Um, yeah, basically all the seniors are the captains. So it's me, Carly Nobla, and Honesty Jean. Nice. Um, so we've seen you at uh, the pep rally and basketball games. Are there any other performances that people should be aware of? Um, yeah, we do some other things outside of basketball games and pep rallies, but not much. Number, but number one, we dance at the um, Coopersburg Halloween Parade and the parade. We, we, like, do a dance down Main Street. And then we also are dancing an Iron Picks game in April. And sometimes we do the lacrosse game, like the Headstrong Foundation. Like, we'll dance at, like, halftime in that. But that's pretty much it. That's actually a lot. I don't think uh, many people were was aware of that. Do you ever get stage fright? Um, Sometimes. Not really anymore as I've gotten older. But, like, when I was a freshman, I used to be really scared. But now that I'm older, I'm kind of just used to it. And if I mess up, I feel like... People don't really know dance well enough to, like, judge me, so I don't really care. Okay. And does the dance team do the same dance every time? No, we don't. We have, like, four different dances that we choreograph. Okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of sad that you think that we only do one dance every single time. I should pay not. more attention. <laughs> so when you have to learn all those dances, what kind of methods would you usually uh, practice in learning a dance routine? Um methods i guess you kind of just have to like whenever i because me and the seniors actually like teach the dance so like whenever we like teach a dance we just go over it and counts which is like one two three four five six seven eight like it's in um like sums of eight and kind of just paying attention to like the little details and like learning it like 
step by step. Like we don't teach a whole thing in one. We teach like things in increments, which kind of helps. Um, and having the skills to be able to do it, like we do stretching before we start teaching the dance. Like we kind of get get like each other warmed up. And we have other technique classes outside of our classes for dance teams, so we kind of have all those skills on the side. So when we learn the dance, we already have the experience to kind of just collaborate it all together. That's awesome. So how many members are usually on a dance team? Uh, I don't know the exact number. I'm guessing it's about like 12-ish. It's kind of smaller this year. We have mostly freshmen now. There's only three seniors, only one junior. There's like two sophomores. No, I think there's three sophomores. There's like a lot of freshmen. I honestly don't know how many there are. There probably is like seven. But last year we lost a lot of people. Like um, even the year before we lost so many seniors. Like when I was a G- sophomore and freshman, the grade two, two grades above me, we had like maybe like 10 seniors. And then we lost all of them. And then we only had like six seniors left for my junior year. And then we lost all of them. So the team was about to be just like five people. But then we had to find all the other um, incoming freshmen to join. So it was kind of a struggle, but we ended up making it. Yeah, it seems like a huge drop in seniors. I can see how that would um, affect you guys. I'm curious, how long do you guys practice and how often do you practice? Um, it depends, honestly, on the week. Like during pep rally season, um, we were practicing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for two hours. But it's usually not like that. We usually just practice like on Saturday mornings from 10 to 12 wait 10 30 12 30 um and sometimes we don't even have practice a week if like there's no game the next day so it kind of depends and then yeah sometimes like we will throw in a practice on like a tuesday night for an hour but i would say like most of the times it's like once a week for for two hours okay so nothing too um nothing too much and nothing too early or too late so that sounds pretty good um and who's the coach currently we have actually two coaches um, Lindsay Helm and Tammy Faust. And what are your opinions on those coaches? Um, well, I already knew them before they started coaching me, so I've always liked them. Because they also teach at my dance studio, which is Diamadero's. And they're awesome. They're, like, really committed. And they're, it's actually cool because they were actually on the dance team when they were in high school. So they have, like, a lot of experience with, like, being on the dance team and, like, Southern High in general. So I feel like they kind of already know the gist of everything. So it wasn't, like, a weird transition when they started being our coaches. Because they're actually new this year. It used to be Senorita Swartz when I was freshman to junior who I loved but she stopped and now it's both of them but they already kind of knew what was going on because they were trained by Senorita too okay I'm glad to hear that um liking your coaches and teammates is a very important thing um do you think the dance team values team bonding as much as other sports in southern lehigh yeah we definitely do um we have certain traditions that we always do we have these certain kind of um like sayings that we do before we go on we have certain kinds of rituals like we do this thing where we like basically swim off the walls which it's like where you like lay on your back and like go from wall to wall with your legs it's kind of hard to explain Mm -hmm. and we also have an annual sleepover with everyone where we order chinese food and just all hang out like after a game or this year's after a phantoms game um and yeah we just have certain things we always have done and at the at the sleepover we also do secret santa that sounds really fun all right, so here's for some controversial questions. Is dance a sport in your opinion? 
Um, I don't think it's a sport because it's actually an art and it's like a lot more creative than a sport. But I do think that we do train like athletes, but I don't think it's an actual sport that should be classified as like a sport. But it kind of does suck though because cheerleaders get paid to go to college, like they'll get a scholarship to go to college, but we don't get any kind of money to go to, like we we can't like commit to a college for dance, but cheerleaders can, so that kind of annoys me. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Dance is more of an art than a sport. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a lot more grace. That does um, bring up a question, though. Why wouldn't you choose to cheerlead over dancing? I don't like cheerleading. I'm sorry if anyone cheerleads that's watching this, but I don't know. I, I just think dance is a lot more creative, and I'm not really good at, like, gymnastics. I don't know. It's never been my thing. I guess I could have put my mind to it and then gotten into college for it or gymnastics, but, like, I just like dance a lot better. Right. It's that simple. Cool. And... What's your opinion on Dance Moms? I love that show. Really? I've watched it ever since I was so young. I've rewatched the show like four times. Wow. Like I haven't watched like the new seasons with like the minis or whatever, but like oh I also have met Abby Lee Miller. Who is that? That's the Dance Moms uh teacher. Wow. She's like the one yeah. And I've met all the minis too, because they were at a like they were singing at a hotel I was singing at for a competition that we were both going to. So I've met all those girls and they're both they're all mean, but I love Dance Moms and I love the like those weren't the original girls that I met. If I met the original girls, I'm sure they would have been nice, but um I love the show, but I don't like I don't know I don't know if it's still going on, but I haven't been watching it ever since like it was like original. But I loved it when it was original. Cool. All right, Maggie, I appreciate your uh insight on the Suddenly High Dance team. Thanks for uh, coming on here. Yep. All right. Bye. Love the enthusiasm in that one from both participants. Hey, speaking of enthusiastic, up next, we've got an interview with Mrs. Mooney, former IA and current front office secretary. You know, I've never walked past that office and not seen a frantic collection of individuals trying to sort through a wide range of challenges. And Mrs. Mooney is not just up for the task, she's actually excited about the opportunity to fill this new role here at the high school. Here's what she had to say about it. I am happy to be sitting down this afternoon with Mrs. Mooney. How are you, Mrs. Mooney? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, Some of our listeners might not know exactly who you are for a variety of reasons. Well, currently I'm helping out in the office as a long-term sub um, secretary, but before that I think most students probably would recognize me from the hall as uh, instructional aid or teacher's aid, and really, I mean, I was just an extra set of hands in the classroom helping teachers out. Uh, And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. I've never spoken with an IA before. I mean, I have personally, but never on the podcast. And it's such um, a hard-to-define position because being an IA might take a multitude of forms. Well, I like to think of like instructional aid or IA as basically just being a helper. And that comes in like a million different capacities. You know, I can be helping the teacher. I can be helping the students. Um, I can be helping anybody who needs help in the building. Um, and really, that's I, I'm happiest when I'm helping. So that's kind of like what drew me to it. Um, originally, like my degree is in early childhood education. So I started out as a preschool teacher. Um, But then when I started having kids of my own, 
Um, it got to be a little demanding, you know, being around kids all day and then coming home to my own kids. So I sort of, I took a break from being around kids all together for a few years, actually about 10 years. Um, but once my kids got older, what really drew me to the IA position was that I could work and have the same schedule as my kids. But having started as an early childhood educator and now working in a high school, were there any potential forms that the IA position could have taken that you were a little leery of? You mean in high school? Yeah. Absolutely. I was terrified to come to high school. <laughs> just, just in <laughs> I, general. <laughs> I worked for Salisbury for a few years in elementary school, and I, and I loved it. Um, little kids have always been my jam, but when COVID started, um, you know, I think we were like all knee deep in COVID, and, and you remember every school district was sort of making up their own rules as to what they were doing, and it just Salisbury's schedule was so different than Southern Lehigh's um, that I decided to apply at Southern Lehigh and just see what happens. If I get into the same district as my kids, sure. If not, you know, whatever. And I accepted a position at the high school, but I was scared to death. <laughs> and <laughs> because, you know, I had been used to little kids, you know, my whole entire life, including when I went to school and, um, I can remember one of the teachers I worked with, a good friend of mine, and he sat me down and he's like, you're going to do great. He's like, the only thing you need to remember is that they're just big kids. It's very true. <laughs> and you must have known that because your own kids were around high school age when you started, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So you must have seen that side of it. Yeah. It just little kids, but taller. Yeah. I, and it was more so the curriculum that scared me than the kids. Right. So working yeah. as an IA, you might end up with one teacher. Uh, who happens to have um, a caseload with a lot of IEP students. Mm -hmm. Or you might bounce from one teacher to another. I've seen other IAs who serve in a one-on-one -on -one capacity with one particular student for the whole day. Mm -hmm. So which of those responsibilities did you take on when you were an IA? Um, well, my first year, the COVID year, I really spent a lot of time in the library as, um, you know, overflow. So that was your first year? Yeah. And when you say the COVID year, was that the year that we shut down? It was the school year that we came back hybrid. So depending on when your last name was, you were a day home, a day in school, back and forth. But the six-foot apart rule applied. So, like, oh, yeah. not all of the students fit in one classroom, so they would have to go to the library. And I was basically in the library with classes from every single grade, every single subject. Um, it was like the overflow students. So I was more that first year of a, a monitor almost, you know. I wasn't in so many classes as I was just, you know, making sure the behavior was in check. Okay, so that was the first year. Yep. Then what? What did your job morph into after that? So I got really lucky because... I'm, I'm going to be honest. I am not a math and science person. It just well, as long as we're being honest, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> like, just not my subjects. Even back in the day when I was in school, did not did not do well. Um, I mean, I, I did well, but I, I not I didn't enjoy it. Let's just say that. But I got lucky my second year as an IA in Southern Lehigh, and I hooked up with the Ciotti Hauser team in oh, freshman wow. English. Okay, that seems like a good fit. Yeah. So I was in like five English classes. And it was awesome, you know, of Mice and Men, Romeo and Juliet. I got to know all of that content really well. It's great stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
did you feel at all like a third wheel? That's a pretty tight unit, Giotti and Hauser. <laughs> no, they welcome me with open arms. Well, they are awesome. super nice ladies yeah. too, but yeah. I, I'm kind of picturing you like they're walking down the hall and you're like five feet behind like, hey, wait, wait up girls. Wait, oh, wait up. No, I want to play along too. Not at all. They that were great. No. All right, cool. Um, and is that what you were doing when you made the transition to the front office or did you have another gig in between there? So this year was a mi- like a mishmash of everything. So this is my third year at Southern Lehigh. I started off um, the school year again as an IA, but I was in every, like a little bit of everything. I was in CTA. I was in zoology. Um, I was in one freshman English class. Um, I was in survey of stats with Piperato. I was going to ask if they gave you any math. They did. Was it brutal? Um, not so much in the beginning, but then, you know, it got a little dicey at the end. <laughs> Is that why you bailed and you were like, you guys got anything else? Secretary? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do some secretarial work. Sure. I'll file, pay, file papers. Let's do that. No, it was okay. All of the teachers, you know, they, they, they get it, you know. How'd you make that transition then from an IA to... Um, an administrative assistant. Uh, Was there something open? Did somebody come to you? Did you come to them? What was the deal? Yeah, they'd been a little short staff. So, you know, they were kind of swamped and catching up on stuff. So I, um, you know, I had really needed full-time. That's something that I was looking for and that position was full-time. So I just decided to, you know, kind of get my feet wet, see if I liked it. The experience factor is always, you know, it's always good to get new experience and try things out if the opportunity arises. So that's just kind of how I looked at it. And so far I'm liking it. So that's another quirk of the IA gig that I've, I've never fully understood. And I've never talked to anybody about is that it's really a different beast. Like you're an hourly employee, mm-hmm. is, is that correct? And you're limited to a certain number of hours. Yes, we have to stay with like in the 29 hour range. Right. So, so, so you're not a full time employee. You, you're not part of the union. Correct. Um, you don't get the benefits. Correct. But you know they're they're like awesome. They IAs are amazing because you know they're that like I said they're helpers. Yeah. And they are willing to help anybody and that's kind of the hardest part of being an IA because we're here to help the kids and sometimes it's you know I don't know if it's embarrassing or you know it's it's hard to ask for help but like everybody that's what we want to do. We want to help. So if I can encourage any kid just to, you know, take advantage of it and, and use the IAs, you know, it, they you make their day and you don't even realize it <laughs> Right. using them, you know? Yeah, when you describe it like that, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, what would draw somebody to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also highlights the difficulty of it, the challenge of it. So you're right. They have to be incredible people who are really in it for the right reasons. Yeah. It, it's a hard gig. Um, like, I know next year I will be teaching English. And I will be teaching English in my classroom. Like an IA, maybe next year it's math. And math is not your strong suit. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're going to be co-teaching with somebody and your teaching styles don't match. I would never want to be in somebody else's classroom. Yeah. You know, and it, that's the other thing. You have to you have to ask for help. Just like sometimes the students have to be reminded to ask for help. Like IAs, you know, we like to think sometimes that we know it all. And, like, I don't know anything about zoology. I walked into Dreve's class and I was like, wait, like, we're not learning about the animals in the zoo. And yeah. he just, like, laughed at me. <laughs> like, no, this is, like, really hard biology. <laughs> oh. Well... 
I had the same misconception about zoology. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to teach me all of this because I know <laughs> nothing. That's funny. Yeah, see, I'll never be in that position, right? So it, it, being an IA, you're taking on a wide variety of responsibilities, and you just kind of got to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned several times that having uh, two sons in the building, knowing that your kids were coming up to the high school level, was a factor uh, for you. The schedule was very convenient. Did that at all give you pause, though? You know, I asked. So when I started, my oldest son was a freshman, and I asked him before I applied just to make sure, like, how would you feel about this? Because if he said, I don't want to, you know, absolutely not, I wouldn't, I would have stuck with Salisbury, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he was like, no, that, that might be cool. Um, so, you know, it's been great. And, and you know, I'm, I didn't take the job to be a hover mom, like well, a helicopter was, I mom. Definitely and wanted, like, I definitely Did you see me write that down <laughs> in no. my notes? Because there's something I wanted to bring up. Because... I've definitely been around teachers and other staff members over the years who clearly are here to hover. Yeah. And you know it, too, because their kids are freshmen, and suddenly this person gets hired. Then the kid graduates, and the person disappears. Yeah, no. <laughs> so clearly they were there to keep an eye on their kid. Then you got somebody like, uh, like OMAC. Officer McLaughlin, his daughter's get here, and he's like, I'm out. Zit, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, honestly, it was strictly that pandemic schedule that was really appealing at first. And, you know, now I'm just, I'm here. And I, I try to, like, mind my own business, you know what I mean? Not pay too much attention. Yeah. But it is cool. I mean, it is neat when you see your kid walking in the halls, you know? Yeah, <laughs> kind of cool. I don't know how cool it is for your kids. Well, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. You're asking the wrong person. I don't know yeah. how they feel about it. Well, how do they react? Do they totally blow you off when they walk past you in the hall, or do they say hi? Um, well, two different kids, two completely different personalities. So I would, I'm picturing Colby giving you like a big smile and a wave, and Kyler just keeping to himself. You nailed it. Yeah, yep. that's, right. that's, that's, that's on that's on brand <laughs> for the two of them. So before you were an IA, you were working somewhere else. And I mean, before you were an IA anywhere. Right. Uh, you were in a, an entirely different kind of profession, right? Yeah. What were you doing? So I worked for a hospital doing, well, secretarial work. So secretarial work, mm-hmm. but for a hospital. Yes. Yes. And I did that for about 10 years when my kids were little, little. Um, and, you know, then when they grew a little bit and got a little bit older, um, I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad now working with kids again. Because it always was my passion. You know, it's when I went to school for. I love kids. I love being around kids. And then that's when I came back to the school. How was it working at the hospital? It was good. It was busy. I worked in an occupational health clinic. So it was like no appointments, walk-ins. You could be slammed with, you know, a waiting room of 75 people or it could be you know, nobody, it, it all depended on the day. So it was, it was interesting. No two days were alike. That was for sure. And what's your job like now? Again, you're doing secretarial work. Yeah. So I just started doing that and I'm, I am, when they say newbie, I'm a newbie. Like I am like <laughs> a blank slate trying to learn from scratch. So, so what are there three of you down there? There's, um, there's, um, Mrs. Covessis. Mm-hmm. You got Mrs. Lang mm-hmm. and you. In the main, right? the main, in the office. main office, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you how do you delegate roles? How do you decide who's going to do what? And what have you primarily been doing? So I I jumped right into sub scheduling. So when teachers are out, <laughs> uh, they, of course, because as the saying goes, crap rolls downhill. Okay, and yeah. I'm sure Mrs. Covessis <laughs> was tired of having to make that call to yeah. teachers who needed to cover and be like, hey. 
can can you send your study hall to so and so and then go take Mr. Faye's class? I'm sure all day long teachers were just biting her head off. When she would call me, I would always try to be as nice as I possibly could because yeah. I'm sure that was not an easy gig. How bad is it? You know, I think I still I'm still in the grace period. Everybody's being super nice. And I think the transition was easy too or easier, I should say, because I know every staff member for the most part, at least names, you know, I don't know personally, but names and you know, you don't have to tell me who teaches science and who teaches English and I know a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you know most of the staff. Mm-hmm. Some of the staff you know from back in the day. Oh. Yeah. We're I don't going know. there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know this. And I don't know if most of the staff knows this or if the students know this, but you were a student here at Southern Lehigh. I was. Yeah. I was. But, but there aren't that many teachers still teaching here that were teaching when you were a student. So who were some of the teachers that you had and what were some of those experiences like? So, I, I, listen, I've got no shame. I'm class of 99. Last, yeah, the last class before Y2K. I was the class of 99 as well. Oh, really? I was. Okay. Yeah, we're the same age, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mr. Long was here. It, Mr. Long has been here literally longer than anybody else. He's the longest tenured professional in the building. And, and Mr. Long taught me. I had Mr. Long for, the classes were a little bit different back then. Um, they broke them into semesters, and I had him for, like, I think they called it Algebra A and Algebra B, so it was broken up. And I also had him for physics. Um, and he actually, Mr. Long, believe it or not, made me like math. Oh, wow. Well, yes. That's, that's a, the, like the highest compliment you could pay someone. I mean, for a year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Temporarily. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had Mr. Hershey. Okay. I had Mr. Hershey for mass media, it was called. What I remember most about mass media was making music videos. Like, legit music videos from the 80s and 90s, you know, where you, you, you would, like, cut and paste and, like, edit pieces, and then the music just, just like, complete cheese. That's all yeah, it was. But that's, that's cool. what I remember about that class. That's really cool. I actually student-taught with Mr. Hershey. Did you really? A few years after that. It would have been 2003. And by then, he had a daughter, and he was having kids make music videos, but for kids' songs. Oh, my goodness, It was a really fun, really funny assignment. The kids loved it. I still have my VHS tape from Mass Media. Really? I do. Wow. All right. So what do you like to do in your spare time? I've had Colby in uh, a couple of classes between main classes and Spartan Block offerings, and he likes to play guitar. He's a huge music buff. Did you get any of that from you? Um. As far as playing instruments, no. He's much more musically gifted that way than I am. Um, the love of music might come from me. I'm, I think all of my boys probably had the Curious George soundtrack playing through the nighttime since the time they were little. Till the like Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson, Curious George, Curious George yeah. yeah. Uh, so you love music? I do. All kinds of music? All kinds of music. All kinds of music. So... I mean, maybe maybe that's where it started with Colby. I don't know. Music's always playing in my house. I'm one of those parents that I'll never tell you to turn the music down. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how I grew up, too. My family was the same sort of way, so. Cool. What else? I imagine raising three sons? Three, three boys, yeah. Yeah, three boys uh, and working this job. You're a pretty busy lady. But when you do have spare time, what else do you like to do? Um, I like to, you know, every now and again, you can, I can binge watch something. I'll find time for that. You got to like turn the brain off a little bit. Um, lately that's been the crown. Oh, you're into the crown. I never got into the crown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like to bake. 
Oh, yeah? What do you bake? Um, anything. I, I just like to try new recipes out. Like, usually easy stuff. I tried a carrot cake for the first time over New Year's, and it turned out pretty good. I mean, I don't like to toot my own horn, but it was really good. Carrot cake actually has carrot in it? Yes. Yeah, cool. It came out good? Mm-hmm. It was pretty good, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Let's get back to your boys real quick. Colby's a senior. Does he know where he's going to college? He doesn't yet. He's still... But he's going. He's going. He's going somewhere, yeah, but he is not decided, so... How are you doing with all that? Um, I'm, I'm, ask me on graduation day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like already tearing up looking at caps and gowns. So imagine. I, yeah. Have you thought about what it's going to be like to have one less kid in the house? Um, no, I'm trying to postpone those thoughts. Yeah. 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 I, um, I'm only asking because my daughter's 11 oh. and I'm literally like counting the years down. <laughs> Life's going to change so dramatically yeah. when she's out of the house. No, they can stay as long as they want, but I get it. You got to spread your wings yeah. at some time. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'll be happy if he decides to stay close to home, though. I'm not going to lie. Is that a possibility? Could be. Could be. Has he applied to local colleges? He has. He has. Yeah. How, how local? Like, like, like sales? Yeah. Oh, like right across the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're pulling for DeSales then? Kind of. <laughs> Colby, I don't know if you're listening, but uh, do your mom a favor. Go to DeSales, buddy. She, she, oh, she just told me she'll pay for the entire thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She'll do yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> Kid, work some extra hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, wait. That doesn't happen. What comes after What comes after secretary? We want IA secretary. I mean, if you're going to pay for DeSales, you probably have to become a principal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let Mr. Miller know. That's, I got the eyes on the prize. She's gunning for you. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Mooney, thank you for your time. Uh, it was lovely getting to know you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And now that that episode is done, we can all return to our winter cocoons like so many bears taking a long siesta until the spring thaw. Remember, if you know what Mr. Halp has been doing rather than coming up with podcast content or helping me out in any way, send me an email at slspartanlife at slsd.org. If I like your answer the best, you'll earn some Spartan Life swag or some extra credit in one of your classes. Hey, and if you've got an idea for a segment we should include in our next episode, let us know that as well. Until next time, stay cozy, Southern Lehigh. It's something inspirational. Subscribe on your device. We hope you have enjoyed the Spartan life. Back in the fall, I had a stellar group of students in my public speaking class. Public, huh?